we're so glad you guys are here. Like I said, we've, uh, at the GraceWorks Church, we're all about relationships built on grace. Um, God extended his grace towards us by sending his son, Jesus Christ. And then because of that grace that's, that's been infused into our lives, we're able to extend that out into all of our relationships. So the first week we looked at worship services built on grace. And if you were here, we talked about why we do what we do during our worship services. So we talked about worship. That we believe throughout scripture, we see the idea of coming before the Lord and worshiping. We see that God says he inhabits the praises of his people. So even if you have a bad voice like I do, we're encouraged to sing and make a joyful noise because God looks at our heart. So worship, yeah, worship. I knew Vanessa would be jumping on, the, on that uh, woohoo there for me. Uh, the second thing we do is we preach. And we preach through books of the Bible. We want to preach on the entire uh, message of scripture, uh, God's counsel to us, God's instruction to us. So we start with ver- chapter one, verse one, and we work our way through the book, no matter what book we have decided to go through. That way we're not jumping over tough passages. We're not jumping over things that might be controversial. We want to talk about those and say, what has God taught us? What does this say? What does scripture say to support that? And we move through it. And so we, we believe in preaching and teaching. Uh, and then the third thing on Sunday mornings is, is we try to practice communion. Right now we're in a habit of doing it once a month. Hopefully soon we'll get back to weekly like we were pre-COVID. But today we're actually going to get to do communion. So if you didn't pick up your communion cup when you came in, when we have our community group fair, which we're going to have here in just a few minutes, you'll be able to grab one of those too. And we'll have an opportunity during worship to to take communion, either by yourself or with your family or with a friend, uh, to thank the Lord for the cross. On the night that Jesus was betrayed, he and his closest friends broke bread and drank of a cup. And he said, as often as you do this, remember me. And so we take communion seriously, but we do it a little bit different than some churches do. And I think that's okay. There's a lot of leeway. We believe it's important that it's between you and God and your family and and God. And so again, sometimes there's a lot of instruction. Other times, maybe there's a little bit less, but it's an opportunity to be uh, part of our worship. Okay, and so that's important to us. Those aren't the only three things that we'll do, and there are lots of other things that other churches do that are great. So we're not trying to say we have the corner on the market, but that's what we focus in on. So that was worship services. We also had a community or a worship service, um, like fair, like we're going to do today, and we talked about different areas that people could serve. When you're in a mobile church, we have setup, we have teardown, we need security, we need teachers for our kids' classes, we need worship. Um, uh, you know, people up here to, to sing and to, and to play instruments and help lead us into worship. Um, and I'm missing some, I know, but we went through all of those. And then we invited you to go back and talk to those leaders of those areas to get involved. And it was incredible. You guys did that. You got up, you talked, you volunteered, you're serving. And we truly believe throughout scripture, we see that God intends us to serve in the church 
to serve the community of believers. So that was worship services. Then we did service outreach. Service outreach a couple times a year. We don't meet on Sunday morning. We go out into the community. We do stuff to beautify the community, right? We do stuff to support the community because we want to be known as a church that doesn't just invite people into our walls to come be a part of us, but we go out into the community. And a lot of you, we met through different service outreach projects. Fourth of July, we set up a tent. We hand out water. Um, we, we go to run to remember on Memorial Day and we support what they have going on there already. We try to get involved with what's going on in the community and, and be a blessing to the community through that. Not just to prop up our name, but to genuinely love on the community. So that's service outreach. This week, we're looking at community groups, which we'll jump into in a second. And then next week, uh, we'll, we'll be doing, Pastor Dave will be preaching here. I'll be preaching in Lacey. And we're going to be talking about the important role that families play. Uh, no matter if you have a traditional family in the sense of a husband and wife and kids, or if you're single, or if, if you maybe you've lost a spouse, whatever your family unit is, why that's important, and then also how you can find true family in a community of believers. And so how do we extend grace, not only to our, our, our immediate family, and maybe even immediate family that is difficult, but also then to the rest of our community, the family of believers. So again, Pastor Dave will be preaching here. I'll be down in Lacey, and that'll be kind of finishing up our vision series. So today we're going to look at community groups built on grace. And, and what does that mean? Um, and what I've found is that in community, I don't know why my font is really big there. Um, <laughs> I've always found that in community uh, groups, uh, I've been able to gain a couple of different things. And I think these are important um, and are a big part of it. And, and we might define it a little bit differently, but the two things that I see, uh, first of all, I see meaningful relationships. When you get together in a group and you're, and you're in a smaller group than we have in a corporate setting on Sunday mornings, you're able to get to know people a little more intimately. You're able to know what their likes are and their dislikes and, um, you know, maybe what they've got going on outside of their job, uh, maybe in, in their family or, um, whatever that might be. And, and potentially Eventually, there'll be a connection there. And so community groups, a lot of times, form friendships, uh, mentor relationships, et cetera, et cetera, where you can invest in each other. And, And so meaningful relationships comes out of community groups. The second thing that I've experienced is faith growth. Okay? We have an opportunity to to talk about something. A lot of the community groups do follow-up questions to what we talked about on Sunday morning. Uh, we follow that up and we have an opportunity to engage in a smaller group with what we talked about on Sunday. Other groups will maybe take a book or a video series and go through that and maybe do that for six or eight or ten weeks. And and you'll have a topic there. So there's a a time of discussion and then there's a time of prayer uh, in your group. And so again, I think both of those things are important to your faith. And now people have come and gone in my groups. I've been new guys uh, as our family has jumped into groups before. I've also been the veteran. Uh, We, I think our last community group at our house house that we led there ran for about seven and a half years, you know, and so we, we were kind of the old 
people that had people into our home and we loved that. Um, but I think that idea of shared life is so important because you get support from that. You get counsel. If you have kids and you get lucky enough to have a, a couple where their kids have grown up and moved on, man, the counsel and wisdom that they can give to you is incredible, right? Um, encouragement. Holy moly, I can't tell you how many nights where somebody needed encouragement deeper than just the pat on the back. And we were able to, as a community group, come around that person and give encouragement that they needed, right? Belonging. I don't want you to raise your hand, but a lot of us feel lonely. We need friends. We need people. Even us introverts need people, Right, And we need to have a sense of belonging. I need to be a part of something. I want to be a part of something. And there's nothing wrong with that. And community group, you can find that. So if you're feeling lonely, even in a family, let's say, you need friends outside of that immediate family. And this is a place where you can find that. And, and, and I think that if we are active in a community group, these areas can definitely grow. Um, couple different things that Dave and I and Kevin and Brian have heard as pastors, uh, as people maybe have left our church in the past, whether it was here or other churches that we've worked in, we have heard from people that there has been a lack of connection, Right? So it's not even like, hey, Pastor Mark, I don't like your preaching. We're not coming back. But they'll, they'll let us know when we reach out to them, like, hey, we haven't seen you for a couple of weeks. And they're like, yeah, we're, we're not really going to church right now. We're maybe thinking about going somewhere else. We haven't really connected with anybody. And as a pastor, that breaks my heart. It's like, how can I have each one of you into my house every week? Right? That's what I want. Cause I want you guys to feel connection. Cause I know what I feel with my community group and with my group of, of close friends and the co-pastors at the church, with that connection that I feel, I want that for everybody. And community groups is a way that we can do that. So connection we hear about. The other thing is we will, we will sometimes as pastors be told, I'm not growing in my faith. And so we want to absorb part of that as pastors and say, how can we teach you guys better and bring you along? But we really truly believe that the point two uh, or the second part of that is that engagement with what I talk about on Sunday morning or Pastor Dave talks about on Sunday morning. We need that engagement during the week so that we can say, what were they saying? How am I applying it to my life already? And how can I apply that to my life in the future? What is God trying to teach me through, you know, through this passage? And, and that's a place that you can safely do that. Community groups. And, and so we want to be a, a church full of community groups built on grace. We have a lot of families that are willing to open up their homes and say, come to our house. We have a lot of families that are willing to say, I can lead or facilitate that. And we try to pair those families up, and then we start a community group, right? And so we want to get you guys together. Um, what it looks like is basically it's a once a week or uh, every other week. We don't like to do less than twice a month or that every other week um, because it, it's kind of hard to get to know people. But we, we encourage once a week or every other week, about an hour and a half. A lot of the groups end up going about two hours because they do a meal at the beginning. But it you, typically runs about an hour and a half. 
We do those in the homes. Um, and if there's a, really a group that wanted to start something up but didn't have room and we couldn't find them or pair them uh, with another family, we do have the church building in Lacey. It's only 12 minutes from here where we can help you get set up and maybe start a community group uh, that would be there. But the ideal situation is in homes. And then typically, because we're the Grace Works, because we're churches, because we're Christians, because we're humans... Most of them, if not all of them, provide some sort of snack. And hopefully that's on a rotation so that your uh, host family isn't always the one doing it. Even though a lot of those people who volunteer to let people into their homes want to do it. You know, every once in a while, bring a pan of brownies, right? Offer to be a support of them. But it's, it's kind of fun because you spend some time in the beginning eating and fellowshipping and talking. You have a little bit of time in God's word and then you pray at the end. And I'm telling you, it's life-giving. It energizes me. And so again, that's kind of where we're going there. Uh, and we're going to look at some verses this morning. So it's not just me talking. Um, and we're going to be looking at Acts 2, verses 42 to 47. And and what happened is as Jesus, when, when he had his disciples and, and his followers, and then he took off to go to heaven, he, he wanted those people to live on mission and be in community together. And and so Luke, as he's writing Acts, he's writing with that in mind. How do we as a church look and how do we move forward and what's healthy for us? And so that is is where we are at in Acts uh, because normally we'd be preaching from the beginning and you guys would know this, but Jesus had died on the cross. He'd rose rose from the grave. Um, He made many appearances. People saw him. The Holy Spirit's going to be coming, he says, and then he ascends into heaven and he empowers the church, right? He says, uh, church, Holy Spirit's going to come and you're going to tell people about me and people are going to believe. And we know stories in scripture, especially in Acts, where the, the strong gospel message goes forward and people believe. There were 3,000 people saved at one time and all these different groups. And so they were living out their faith. And we see four things in that passage uh, of a community group built on grace, we believe. Uh, and, and those are teaching, fellowship, prayer, and service outreach. So we talked about the first three. Service outreach, we want to encourage community groups to do some things in their group alone. So a lot of times they'll maybe adopt a family at Christmas time and bring, uh, you know, their resources together to bless somebody. We want to see them reaching out in the community. Maybe the, the old historical library needs some help. Well, they don't need all 150 or 200 of us to show up, right? What they need is a group of five or 10 people to show up. And that might be a community group that gets out into the community and is able to do something to be a blessing. So there is that service component and, uh, and we want to unpack those four things real quick before we uh, get up and go back and take a look here. And, and I'll start by reading this passage in Luke chapter 2. It says, and they, were devo- and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to the prayers. And awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the process or proceeds to all 
as they had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with the people, all people, and the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. So as Pastor Brian, who's preaching down in Lacey today, as he and I looked through this, we saw some things that jumped out to us. Okay, In our community groups, what are some of the things that can reflect the early church? And the first thing that we saw or that we thought of here was teaching. We see there in verse 42 that they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. I am no apostle, but I'm a pastor, and I'm going to bring you God's word. Pastor Dave, again, is going to do the same thing. We as pastors here have devoted ourselves to studying and, and, and learning and preparing for a Sunday morning to bring you a word from God. So there is teaching that goes on there. Hebrews 10, 24 says, And let us consider how to stir one another up to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day drawing near. Now, I love these verses. I love the directness of it, right? That going to church should stir you and I up to love and good works and encouraging one another. And so again, throughout scripture, we see an encouragement to meet together. They were attending the temple together. If you want to grow in your relationship with God, you need to be involved in a church. You need to go to church with people. You need to engage with God's word. You need to worship. We see that there. Now, in the community group, that is an opportunity for us to continue on in that teaching, right? So there will be facilitators there that will ask questions. And our questions that we give you each week are meant to just be prompts into conversation. So it's an opportunity Again, to teach and to study God's word and to see how it applies to your life. And so we truly believe that the extension of the church service on Sunday is community groups throughout the week. And so it's an exciting time to be in those informal gatherings in a home because you get to experience more learning, more growth. And so we see that uh, the Sunday morning is that launch pad into community groups. The second thing we saw there is fellowship. Fellowship is important. We all need fellowship, right? And, and, and so we kind of have this casual understanding of fellowship, like we're hanging out. Um, but what Luke is talking about here is the idea of deep community growth. He says, uh, fellowship to the breaking of bread. And then he says, uh, they were together and had all things in common and they were selling their possessions and belongings and, and distributing the proceeds to all, to anyone who had need. And then it says, breaking bread in their homes, they received their food. What we see here is groups of people taking care of each other. The church has resources. From the generosity of you guys, we have monies that we uh, put towards service outreach, let's say. Okay, so when we're ready to do something for the community, we have in our budget a line that, that is directed towards being a blessing to the community. We also have benevolence, which is given in addition or separate from normal offerings that we then hold in a separate account, and that is for 
people in our church who are in need. And, and so those funds are available too. But we truly believe the first line of defense for any needs in our church body should be the community group we're involved in. If we love each other like family and there's a need that arises, we're going to try to take care of it first in our community group. Now, if we still come up short, that's when maybe the community group leaders come to the church, say, hey, do we have any resources we might be able to help this person out? And that's when we step in as a church. It's a beautiful thing. If you have a family in your community group that doesn't have enough money for groceries, you get to be a blessing to those people and help them out. And again, if you need the church, if you need the bigger corporate body, we're here for you. But I can't tell you how many stories over the nine years we've been here in DuPont that I have heard, hey, I had this come up, I needed to do this, and my community group stepped up. That's what makes me smile, right? If your fence is falling down and you're in a community group, there might be two or three or four other guys and gals there that like to work on fences, right? And so you get together, you provide a little bit of food, you rebuild your fence, you're good to go, right? It's community group taking care of their own needs. And so we see this in Acts and we see this in real life. And it helps us in our focus if we know this is a group of people that God has called me to, to take care of. All right, we're going to bounce to the next thing, prayer, which is super important, and a lot of time gets minimized in a community group. We want to encourage you to set apart time. In other words, if you're going to pray for the last 10 minutes or 15 or 20, we want to encourage you to stick to that. The questions can be fun to answer and, and, and conversations can be engaging, but prayer is so important because, again, I believe that we see God's heart when we pray and God can speak to us when we pray. We get to hear those who are in our community who are growing closer to. Uh, we get to hear where God is working in their lives. Um, and here we see by uh, up top there the prayers and with glad and generous hearts praising God. Again, an opportunity to praise God for who he is and how he's provided for you. Um, we, we looked at so many passages this week on prayer. We know that prayer is important. We know that prayer for some people is awkward and they're like, I'm not praying in front of groups, right? There's no way. Well, a community group is a great place to work on that because hopefully it becomes a safe place that, that you can pray and, and not feel like you have to perform for anybody because they are your closest friends. And, and so we see these ideas that, that God says, I want you to pray. This is how you pray. Jesus taught us how to pray. He said, boldly approach the throne of grace, right? That he's inviting you into his presence to bring him requests. Those are all scriptural things. And, and if we had more time, I would pop in all these different verses with the scriptures. But God wants us to be a people of prayer. Amen. Amen. Okay, I heard a few amens. I truly believe that, that we need to grow in that area. And I'm included with that with you, right? I want to be a people of prayer. And, and so we need to devote time to that. And so that's a part of community groups. The last thing is a service outreach, which we talked about. It says, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles and having favor with all the people. We do things in our community to bring honor and glory to God, period. That's why we do it, right? And I would say that's why the apostles were doing what they were doing. That's why the early church was doing what they were doing. Yet, look what it did. 
they would have favor in the eyes of all people. If the grace works were to disappear from DuPont tomorrow, would anyone outside of the people sitting here today miss us as a church? That is a question that I ask myself every week, if not every day. My goal is that we are looking for places to serve and to be a part of, a support of what's already going on so that we are known as a people that can be called on to serve in our community, right? And community groups are a place where you can continue that, that service outreach. And so the wonders and signs that they were talking about with the apostles, I'm guessing we're not going to have a lot of those sorts of miracles going on in our community groups, unless God wants to, right? But we are going to have other wonders. We're going to take care of our own people, We're going to take care of our neighbors. We're going to be incredible workers in our jobs. We're going to be known in our community as a people who love and are generous with our time, our talents, and our treasures. That's what I see in scripture, and that's what I want to be. I do not want to be known as a fun church to attend on Sunday because they got donuts and chocolate milk, and the kids' ministry is pretty cool, and the worship team is awesome, and Dave and Mark don't always put me to sleep. That's not what I want to be known for. I want to be known as a church that gets out into the community. So, with all this said, I'm already a few minutes over where my target was, uh, but we are going to, in a moment, bring up the lights in the back. Music's going to be playing on all the tables that are back there. There's candy or chips or some snacks. So kids, stay with your parents, please. But uh, we, you're going to be able to go back there and engage and just talk with some people. Lights are coming on. Perfect. Um, you're going to be able to engage with some of the leaders in community groups that are going on right now. Really quickly, I just want to tell you there are four community groups that are either up and running or about to start in September. We've heard from a few of you that you might be interested in starting another one or being part of one. This is an opportunity to ask questions of the leaders that are already in place. We also have a ladies gathering that meets on Sundays after after church, okay? And that's for ladies to get together and pray and and have a time of encouragement and grow in God's word. That table is shared with McNeil Rylander, uh, the ladies day or Sunday afternoon. So if you're interested in that, that's kind of over by the door. Over on this side, not that we're separating guys and gals, but over here next to the Yearwood Miller community group, we have a guys night out that is going to be kicking off again in September because we're going to go Wednesday nights. Uh, and it's, it's an every week gathering for guys to get to know each other. One of my favorite stories, and then we're going to break out here, is uh, we had a family move in, brand new. They had come to church once. They heard about Guy's Night Out. He shows up. In normal conversation, he starts talking about the house they moved into and that he was going to have to replace some flooring this weekend and paint and do all these things to this house basically to make it livable for them to, to, to get going. They had, you know, kids and they were trying to... Anyways, the guys there stepped up that weekend. We had six of us show up, right? Me with the pizza and beverages, because that's what I do best. But uh, we showed up. We tore out carpet. We put down hardwood. We painted. Pastor Dave got on a ladder, and you know how tall he is already? He got the high, high ceilings. And we were able to do in one day what this guy would have taken him weeks to do. And that's community. Community. 
That's taking care of each other, right? And if we're not meeting together, we don't know that there's the need. So I'm going to, for about 15 minutes, I'm going to encourage everybody to get up, move to the back, have conversations. As you approach the tables, the people will be there, ask questions. Dave and I will be back there. We would love to direct you towards some of these things. And then in about 15 minutes, we're going to pull you guys back in and I'm going to, I have a little something to say at the end and then we'll have some time of worship and then we'll move on. And again, I want to thank you for being here today. Uh, and, and even if this is a little uncomfortable for some of you newer people, Go back there and talk to people. We would love for you to be a part of us. Uh, and if that ends up happening in the future, great. But if not, at least figure out and find out who we are. So music's going to come up now. Go ahead and get up, grab some coffee, and, and, and start talking to people. All righty. I know you guys are in great conversation, but I want to invite you to start heading back to your chairs. Uh, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to stop talking if you keep talking back there, and that's fine. I'm comfortable with it, but we're going to finish out the worship service uh, here really quick. We just have a couple more things um, to, to talk about, and then, and then we'll have a little time of worship here. Um, as you probably saw, there were community group sign-up sheets, and I know uh, we're, it's going to be a minute till worship if you want to sit. I don't know if you were standing for worship. Um, if you're interested in maybe opening up your home and being a host... Come talk to Pastor Dave or I. We would love to get a few more homes. Uh, if you're interested in leading, but you don't have room in your home or you're not ready to have people in your house, come talk to us. We would love to have you involved in that way. Uh, we're praying that we'll get another two to three community groups in addition to the four that we already have. Uh, and then even more on top of that as we continue to grow. So if God is working in your heart, come talk to us and we can give you more information on that, what it looks like. Um, as we just continue to pray about a, as, a, as a church, what we should look like, who we should be, how we should act in our community. I think community is a, is a really important part, community groups are, because as we work together, uh, I think we'll see growth, not in numbers, but in, in our spiritual lives. And that's really what's important. And as we continue to grow and become the men and women that God has called us to be, then I think we can truly serve in our community. Um, and man, it was tough for me to break up the conversations you guys had going out there. And I even got to have probably like five or six in that 20 minutes. And, and each one of them was just awesome. People asking questions and, and, and new to the community and, and trying to find where God has them. And so if you're one of those people who's newer, uh, and today was a little uncomfortable for you, I want to apologize, but I also want to encourage you that wherever you end up going or however many churches you need to check out before you decide where you're going to land, just continue on because God wants you involved in a church, whether it's our church or not, that's between you and God. But he wants you to find a place you're comfortable in and that you can serve in and that you can grow in. And I think community groups is important. So August is going to be great. Every Wednesday night, Clock Tower Park, we're going to bring some food. You're going to bring some food. We're going to have games. We're going to have fellowship. Be a part of all five of them. Yeah, five Wednesdays. That's why I picked Wednesday. There are five of them. But if you can't, if you're on vacation or whatever... That's fine. We understand that. Come to at least a couple of them. We would love to do that. We're going to keep the table set up afterwards. We're going to actually encourage our teardown team to wait 
an extra five or 10 minutes before we start tearing down. So we're going to give you guys like 20 minutes at the end again to have more conversations. Uh, and so if you have questions for Pastor Dave or myself or one of the ministry leaders or one of the uh, hosts or facilitators, stick around and ask those questions. Okay, we'll have some food on the back table. Hopefully that can occupy your little ones for a little bit. Uh, and then we can get some conversations going. I, I truly believe that as a church, the healthiest thing we can do is help you guys grow into the men and women that God is calling you to be, the disciples that he's calling you to be. And we want to provide that opportunity, not only on Sundays, but also throughout the week. So I'm going to pray really quick uh, to kind of close out the, the, the section of, of teaching. Um, I, I hope you were able to grab a, a, a communion cup. If you weren't after I pray, you're welcome to go back there. I'm going to invite you to stand to sing at that point. And, and for the next couple of songs, um, you know, you'll have an opportunity to worship through communion. And then during the last song, as we're worshiping, uh, there will be an offering basket that will go down both aisles. That's for people who call the church the GraceWorks Church, their home church. If you're new or newer, we do not want your money. We want to be a blessing to you. But for those of you that have decided this is my church home, I want to support through my offerings, the ministry that's going on here, that'll be your opportunity to worship through giving. So that's kind of what the rest of the service will look like. Uh, So I'm going to pray really quick, and then I'm going to introduce communion and ask you guys to stand with me. Father God, we do thank you for this morning. We thank you for an opportunity to just talk about community, to talk about friendship, to talk about growth, to talk about health. It was not good for man to be alone, and so you created a helpmate for him, Eve, right? It was in your creation, friendship, and doing life together. And we thank you that as a church, we have an opportunity to do that. And and through our Sunday morning services, but also during the midweek. And we just thank you for that. And, And so, Lord, I pray that people were encouraged today and maybe some Uh, people who have decided to attend a community group to be a part of that uh, or maybe even open up their homes uh, and host or maybe even facilitate holy spirit i pray that you'll confirm that in people's hearts so they know that they're not doing it just because everybody else is but because you want them to do that so lord i I pray that that uh, that will be something that people will walk away from here today As we go into a time of of communion, Holy Spirit, I pray that you'll work in our hearts and reveal any sin that we might have, maybe that we need to confess to you or to someone else so so that we can move forward in our worship of you, in our growth of you, in you, I should say. And that that sin won't be hindering us, Lord. And, and if that sin is revealed, I pray that you will give us the boldness and the, the encouragement we might need to make it right between whoever we've sinned against. And if it's just against you, God the Father, as you're sitting up there ready to hear our prayers, I pray that those prayers of confession will be heard. We know that they will because you told us that they will. And so as we prepare for a time of communion, work in our hearts convict us of anything that we need to hear from you on and help us to truly see the cross for what it is and it's in jesus name we pray amen so on the night jesus was betrayed he uh spent time with his disciples and and as he broke the bread he said hey as often as you gather and you break the bread and eat of it remember me 
And, and what Jesus was saying is, I, I don't want you to forget why I came. I came on mission, on God's mission for this world. And communion allows us to remember that. And as he went to the cross and, and he, the nails were placed in his feet and in his hands, the blood that flowed, uh, the scriptures say, flowed for the remission of our sins. In other words, you and I and the sin and the transgression and the rebellion that we've done, we can't right our relationship without Jesus Christ in the cross. And it's a free gift that he's given to us. We don't have to earn it or pay for it in any way. And and the blood, as he passed the cup, he said, this blood was shed for the remission of sins. When you drink this, as often as you drink this, remember me. And so I pray that even in this this morning where we were kind of chaotic up walking around, as we go back into a time of worship, that you'll be able to quiet your hearts and remember the cross and the sacrifice that it was. Would you stand with me if you're able?